Uh, this is week two of Open Mic. Listen, let me just make sure you know what Open Mic is all about. We believe this, that if we would, as uh, leaders, if we would maybe not hold the mic so tightly and give the mic to the church, here's what would happen. The church would come to church to encourage the church. And if you were here last week, how many of you were here last week? You know, like, that's exactly what happened. God used the people that shared their testimonies or shared a word or a verse, whatever. Um, it's not just about giving testimonies. It's about what does the Lord put in you and then sharing that. And here's what we believe, right? We value your story. We believe that when you share your story, God gets glory and others get grace. And so what we're trying to do is every time we have um, somebody share something, and I'm going to come back up and I'm going to help transition. Like, okay, we heard it, but how does it apply to us, right? Because if God had them share it, it's because somebody sitting here probably need to hear it. That's how that works, okay? So this morning we've got, um, we've got three people in the house that have asked to share. And then when, you know, like when, that's, when they're done, if there's time, and you just, you're sitting there and you're holding on to your chair, you're like, God, I don't know if I want to go, but if I don't go, I'm going to blow up. Like, you ever been in that place? Then you can, you'll have the chance as well to share, all right? So we totally, you just volunteered her, didn't you? Oh, <laughs> start hitting people. That was weird. So um, let me just do, let me introduce our, our first um, speaker this way. This might shock you, but I have been known from time to time to go running. That's not the shocking part. But when I go running from time to time, I will listen to artists like KJ52, NF, Lecrae, and they're not even my favorites because my favorite goes to our church, and his name is Dougie Fizzle. You need to give it up in the house for him. Good to be back in the house of the Lord this morning. Uh, I'm going to do two songs for y'all. Uh, the first one is called We Cry, and the second one is called Heroes. That's real. I cry, you cry, we cry. That's real. Yeah, yeah. That's real. I cry, you cry. Deny our life, gave it to Christ, that's the life we live. And if he blessed us all with some, then we got it to give. We family, backgrounds came together to show. God's sun shining in the stormy weather together better. Power rangers morphing time to help save a generation in this end of time. A peace of mind, that's what he blessed all his children with. And if you got the spirit, you're blessed with a special gift. A different riff, we strumming on the beat. To love and when the world hurts we focus on the one above yeah you save we save forever I cry you cry we cry I cry you cry we cry that's real yeah yeah that's real. Yeah. 
yeah. He said, confess our sins to one another and then we be healed. And I'm really needing that because lately I've been feeling ill. I'ma keep it real, tell you how I feel. I feel like I'ma keep that sliding right out of his will. It's a daily struggle, I swear I fight it hard. And every day I see him coming out with more scars. Put me in a swirl, lusting in this world. I'm battling with fornicating with cursed girls. That's the ugly truth. Only got the truth for pray for strength and a major breakthrough. This world is not for me. I'ma keep holding on. They keep listening to the uh. Yeah. Yeah. That's real. I cry. You cry. We cry. That's real. Yeah. 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 That's real. I cry. We cry. Yeah. This my war cry for the peace warriors. He was storing us every day. We victorious, the most glorious. Gotta keep his name on high. I found when they go up, more fall from the sky. A lot of us die, but that's the best thing. Cause in the afterlife, we forever with our king. A new song we sing. This life is not forever. Matter of fact, the afterlife is extremely better. Until then, I guess the earth shall remain our turf. Mind ourselves on this foreign earth, don't store our worth. The next one, the best one. Keep on with the keep on with made the king resurrection power. Keep our soul strong. Yeah. Yeah. That's real. I cry. You cry. We cry. That's real. Yeah. Yeah. That's real. I cry, you cry, we cry, that's real. Yeah. 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 Shout out to the gathering. You got a brother in Christ for life. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, guys. All right, got one more for y'all. Then I'm done. Appreciate y'all. Adam said, pick a beat, bring the heat. Stand on my feet, sharpening my technique. Lyrically, your boy feeling like he Bruce Lee. Can't believe the Almighty One chose me. So I'ma kick it like a pump return. I got high hopes waiting on God's return. A lot of L's earned, a lot of lessons learned. No matter, I'ma always be one of God's turn. Lord, what you turn? I know something great. Forgive my enemies if the devil make them hate. Saying that I'm fake, my flow showing other. Went from a trapper to the keeper of my brothers. I'm a God lover, it may turn them off. They say a lot about yourself if you take a pause and see you living lost. Other words, solution to your hate bled and died on the cross, but he rose. <laughs>
Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, he rose. Yeah, yeah. If you know like I know, Jesus Christ, man, he goes through the highs and the lows. I'm so glad that he chose. He rose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a map to the destination when I die. Why lie? I like my pie underneath the sky. Why lie? Some days I don't even try. Real talk from a real walk. R.I.P. Another beat lined up in chalk. Ten flatter did. Ooh, I was like, dude, in the kitchen with these beats. So food. Reminiscing on the days, yeah, the craft singles Had prayer Wednesday nights, yeah, we used to bring them Yeah, I'm living single, young Queen Latif With a couple of homie, how I like my beef Yeah, we came a long way since them slave days Just the moonwalk back into them slave ways Saying our life matters, and we ain't living right But never find a way if we don't ever seek the light But he rose yeah, 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 he rose. Yeah, if you know, like I know, Jesus Christ, many goes through the highs and the lows. I'm so glad that he chose and he rose. That's my favorite verse right here. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Hear the legend of the empty tomb The Virgin Mary birthed a God child from a womb Was a chosen one with God flower blossom But laws reversed, I think it's truly awesome What a perfect reason, truly God's plan To show the whole world how God was human Pretty huge man, few understand Most stuck in sin and other words sin That's why we need a savior, ultimate superhero A special world Spoken, the only few were here though. Maybe why it's special. Anyway, I claim it. Told on every track, how could I tame it? Uh, sword fighting with his beliefs. Going hard as the kid from the hidden leaf. My rock, bruh, uh, stronger than any chakra. I operate on beasts that's chopped up. No doctor, but he rose. Yeah. Yeah, he rose. Yeah, yeah. If you know like I know, Jesus Christ man, he goes through the highs and the lows. I'm so glad that he chose and he rose. Yeah, real a world. Never again. Until next week. Right. That's so good. That's so good. Hey, how many of you uh, feel a call to the arts? You're into arts? We've got a couple like arts. would be like drawing. What do you think I say? Hearse? Heart? Arc? No, no arcs. The arts. The arts. So hands up quickly if you, got, if you feel like God wants to use you in the arts. Um, sometimes in the church we don't know what to do with that. So we believe that God's called us to reclaim that. We should reclaim the arts and bring them into the house so that people can be encouraged. I know for a fact that some of you draw. 
I don't mean stick figures. That's how I draw. I mean really draw. Some of you, uh, we believe in prophetic art, that when we're in the presence of God, he can give people words to speak, but sometimes he gives people images, and they can actually draw them well, and you can see the hand of God in that. And so, Doug, thanks for just leading the way um, in that and just bringing some of those arts back. It's so, so good. I just, I'd lean over to Wendy and go, God, those are some powerful lyrics. Holy cow. And I don't know if y'all realize this, but those are his, right? That's his stuff, his original stuff. Love what God's doing through you. So can we pray for Doug and also for those that raise their hands? We want to see God do powerful things through the arts in this church. God, thank you so much for being a God who is all about creative ways to speak your truth in ways that people will hear. And so, God, I just pray for Doug and for others in this space this morning, God, that feel a call by you to reclaim the arts. Listen, it's not hard to go into the arts and be like everybody else, but to go into that territory and reclaim it back the way you intended it and use it to, to, to share compelling stories and messages. God, for that, we need your spirit and your creativity, and we just release that over the artists in the house. And we pray, God, it would just be the first fruits of many who would come here and say, I've found a place where I can grow and share and display the gift that God has given me and that you would give them amazing favor in our culture and save people for the kingdom in your name, Jesus. Amen. Good stuff. Doug, one more time, tell them how much you love that. Danielle, you ready? Awesome. Everybody give a big, huge gathering welcome to Danielle. Hello, everyone. Can I just say that I'm not a nervous person? I would talk to a wall if it listens. I do not want to talk today. So I've been dreading this since last week. I've been saying no all week. I even got here today, and I'm like, if I do not walk directly into Paul, I am not doing this. I walked right into Paul. Yeah, so... Um, just for anybody out there that's just kind of hesitant to even do this, do it. Just go ahead and do it because God's going to make you do it whether you want to or not. Promise. Um, we're going to go into, I'm just going to jump into it because otherwise I'll babble. Um, who was a mistake baby or a really big oops? I was. Don't raise your hand. If you raised your hand or you thought about raising your hands, God does not make mistakes. That is no such thing. So um, when I was three, I was taken away from my mother. My dad got custody of me, and he was there, but he was not there. So whenever I got into hard times in childhood, and I kind of had a difficult childhood, um, my main focus was God. The one good thing my dad did for me is he put me in Park Ridge and Little Red Schoolhouse. Yep, anybody y'all know Miss McDonald, Miss Laura McDonald? Oh, yeah. She's one of the big uh, group of, well, it's really a small group of women, real strong-willed women that changed my life whether she realized that or not they point, pointed me in a very good direction so at a very young age I found out that I could only rely on God and that is the only person that I had to have faith in because when I had nobody else I had him and as a young child that is very hard to deal with um so I went through a lot and I would pray and I would pray God please stop this please make it quit and he didn't and I never understood why and about the time that I was like 14, 15, I just accepted it. If you want to change it, you're going to change it. And my prayers that I said every night, they started to change. And it turned into, God, if this is your will, please make this stop. If it is not, put me through it. I'll wait. I'll wait. And I did. And I waited. And I never understood 
why I went through all that. I left home when I was 18, and I never looked back. I went and lived under a bridge before I went home again, and I still would. But now it has come to a head to where he showed me this is why. This is what I had you for. This is why you went through what you did. And to have that peace in Christ and have that faith, that unrelenting just confidence in the Lord, it's very peaceful. And it's hard to understand when you're going through stuff how peaceful that is. And I know a lot of Christians still struggle with giving God just just solid trust. It is a little difficult to deal with because as as humans, we worry. Everybody does. Um, So... That is very peaceful, and, you know, it's very, it's, it's very, I don't even know what to call it, because it's just awesome. It's, there's no words for it. Whenever you see, this is what I was meant for, this is why this happened, and, and as you go on with your life, your testimonies will always change, and there's always more to the story, but my story leads into other stories, and hopefully me sharing will show them one day that they can share too, and that's it. That's powerful. Like when you realize that there's no accidents, that God has a purpose and a plan. I kept thinking about Psalm 139, that um, he formed us in our mother's womb. He knew us. Um, Jeremiah says that before you were even born, your days were appointed. That God already has. It actually says this about Jeremiah, that he was appointed as a prophet to the nations before he was even born. Um, so I don't know if you would even want to raise your hand and admit that you might struggle with whether or not God actually has a purpose for your life. Because I know that when you're in a church, you're supposed to just say, oh, yeah, I know he does. But on the inside, we're like, really, does he? Sometimes it's, it's hard. But anybody here, like that testimony was for you? So just so Danielle can see that. Anybody say, man, I just, all right, there you go, two hands up. Um, just to know that God has a purpose for our lives is amazing. Um, And thank you for sharing that. So can we pray, Father? Uh, We ask that you would fill us, God, with confidence in who you've called us to be. Um, I know that there's more than one person in this room that struggles with purpose. I mean, it is the, one of the number one questions people ask is, what am I on this earth for? God, I thank you for the testimony from our sister that just encourages us that you don't make mistakes it doesn't really matter how we got where we are. What matters is, are you using where we are to achieve your purpose? And we thank you that you are. God, there's not a single thing that's happening in our lives that you're not using. Even what the enemy means for evil, you're able to turn for good. And we thank you for it. In your name, Jesus. Amen. I believe that Adam, is Adam here? Yes, Adam's going to come and share possibly a public apology for the way that you talked about how Chantel jumps whenever you're out of sync. Is that what it was? I'm not really sure. No. So come on, everybody give Adam a big hand as he's coming. It's a good morning. So uh, I really had not planned on sharing um, I've just enjoyed listening and uh, hearing what God's doing through each and everybody's life. And um, then this morning, God just really impressed on my heart to share what I've, what I've experienced the past two years. So a um, little over two years ago, sitting in the church office, John walks in and says, Adam, I think we have the perfect thing for you. We want you to be leading the setup and teardown team. And I was like... 
all right, cool. And so, like, I had that whole fresh out of college, ready to do ministry, that look. And I was like, yeah, great. All right, let's do this. And so I'm, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, you know, at that time, we're thinking six to eight months. And so, yeah, dude, this is going to be a great six to eight months. And so now we're two years and some months in here. And so, um, so you know, but it really has been great. And, like, a couple weeks ago, I was joking about, like, I don't want to share about this because it would be very hard to be positive. And God's like, Adam, that's not true. And I, as I thought about it, I was like, God, you're right. That's not true. It's really easy to be positive about what he's done because God has set up a team that is not just here to serve God, but to serve our church, to serve everyone. And that wasn't really what he wanted me to share. And so I was, I was like, all right, God. And, uh, I mean, he wanted me to share that aspect, but it wasn't the main thing. And so I thought about the past two years, like what what my attitude's done, how I've reacted, how I've lived in this season of tearing down and setting up every week and just what that's like. And to be honest, I've been a terrible leader, just horrible. I mean, there's times where I come in on Sunday morning and nothing is what I expect it to be. Nothing is how I want it to be. I want to come in. I want the chairs to be in one place. I want the tables in another. We move them all to the right spot. Boom, we're done. Like, that's that's how I wanted it. And what, there were mornings, Sunday mornings, where I'd just come in and I would get so frustrated because it wasn't how it was supposed to be. And I, I struggled with that. And as a leader, I struggled with that because, you know, personally, I wear. I, it's really hard for me not to wear my emotions on my sleeve. Oftentimes, I've, my mom tells me all the time that she can read me like a book because my face says it all. And um, so over the past two years, God has just been like, Adam, you can't be this way as a leader. If you're going to serve me wholeheartedly, you've got to give up your attitude. And I was like, well, dang, all right. And so, you know, you, you can't tell God, well, you can tell God no, but it's a really bad idea to tell God no. So, um, I learned that early on, so I was like, all right, God, well, I, I need you to work on me. And so this morning, um, as I was thinking about this and today, I, just so you know, I'm going to cry. Go ahead and put it out there. But uh, I was outside talking with my dad. And just the man that my grandfather was to raise my dad the way he is. I never met my grandfather, but I, I'm very thankful that God gave him to my family because that meant that my dad raised me to be the man that I am. And as I thought about this whole attitude thing on Sunday mornings, the biggest impact in my life on my attitude besides God is my dad. You see, my dad has been a radically different person than me. <laughs> my dad is very calm. Even when my dad's mad, my dad is stupid calm. <laughs> it's quite aggravating when you want to be frustrated, just in case you're curious. But as I thought about how my life's changed, how God has molded me to be the man that I am, I couldn't stand here on Father's Day and not give credit where God has put it to be due. 
My family is incredible. My parents have taught me the way to live for God and the way to serve Him. I fail quite often. My attitude fails quite often. But I'm very appreciative for the fact that God gave me parents who are willing to stand up and stand up against me when I'm wrong. And so my challenge to the fathers, today's Father's Day. Normally we're hearing messages about how great fathers are, and they are great, but they're absolutely necessary. You can look at statistics and see that fathers are necessary. But if you want to make the biggest impact in your student, in your wife, in your family's life, you have to be a father that is pursuing the heavenly father. As I was talking with my dad this morning, we discussed a friend of his who didn't know his father. And I I break down in tears because I'm like, there's no chance that I would be the same man that I am today without mine. And how blessed that I am that God has given me a father. And so I want to encourage each and every one of you to be that role model, to be that individual that says, look, I don't have it all right, but I know that the main thing is God and serving Christ. And so I'm going to do that no matter what it looks like, no matter what tension it may cause between you and me. I'm going to make sure that I serve God first and my family and teach him to you. And so that's just what God's been doing in my life over the past two years, and I just really wanted to share it with you. So we need to, um, hey, by the way, before we even pray, so Adam, um, where's the Sit Up and Tear Down team? Raise your hand if you're on that team. If you've been on that team over the last two years at all, raise it high. This is a time to be proud. Stand up really quickly. Because these people are fixing to go nuts and clap over you. Go ahead, stand up. Now y'all should just clap and just go crazy. So leading a church is a really interesting thing, right? Because um, a church is like a kid. It's almost the same age. You see the same characteristics. And um, (laughs) I don't know if I should say this or not, but I'm going to. So one of the funny things about... The, in a young church is that have you parents? I'm talking to parents now. When you remember when your kids were small and they just like they just believed in fairies, like there was a laundry fairy. Like if their floor, if their clothes got on the floor, then they'd go back and suddenly there's not on the floor. It's in the hamper. Like how'd they get there? Laundry fairy. You know, like if they didn't make their bed and you just made it for them while they were at school, they'd come home. How'd it get made? Uh, there must be a bed fairy. I mean, like everything just magically happens. And I noticed in our church early on that. I think sometimes the temptation is to believe that you just show up to church and there's a chair fairy and a microphone fairy and a sound system fairy. Like, things just happen. But there are real people behind the scenes that have worked like crazy, not just set up and tear down. I mean, there's lots of teams that really serve hard, and it doesn't just happen. And so we want to give honor where honors do. Well, we really appreciate the servant leaders at this church that give themselves so faithfully every single Sunday. So all the servant leader teams, if you're in this room, give yourselves a humongous hand. And now, um, can we pray for dads? I know we've already prayed once for dads, but while you were talking, what kept going through my mind was, um, it doesn't really matter the kind of father that you had. 
It matters what kind of father you are. And so at some point, there has to come a generation that just drives a stake in the ground and says, I am changing the destiny for every generation past me. And I cannot be the only dad in the room that wants to see that happen in his life. I'm surely not the only one that's failing at it at times as well, right? But I, mean, I, want, I want generations to be different in my family, not throwing shade on the generations previous, right? Just for, as far as I can control it from my life forward, I want people that come after me to have a different, a different perspective. And so, dads, if that's you, um, would you just raise your hand and say, that's me. I want that in my life. And uh, if you're near that dad, will you put your hand on their shoulder? And we're just going to pray for them, okay, specifically that they're – their family tree is different because of their life now, right? I want Parker and Will to be further down the road than I was. And I can say this. Um, my dad doesn't go to my church, but maybe he'll see this. I can say this, that I'm further down the road because of my dad because he was further down the road than his dad. That's the way it works, right? And so let's just pray over these fathers. God, in your name, Jesus, we thank you. Uh, again, I don't, I don't say this lightly. I'm just thankful that there are dads in the room. And this is a day and age when, like, for whatever reason, dudes don't go to church a lot. And I'm just glad that there are men in this room that we're laying hands on right now. And they're not just here because their wife made them come or they had to get bribed to be here. They're here because they want to change destinies in their family tree. And so, God, right now we just recommit ourselves to that. We recommit ourselves to this truth that we can... We could break generational curses. The effects of sin in previous generations do not have to go beyond us because we are going to do what Adam just talked about. No matter what other people do, we are committed to, to pursuing you first. Our relationship with our Father is most important beyond any other relationship. We're going to love you, Father God, more than we love our family, our spouse, our friends, our church, our jobs, you're first, and we trust that as we make you first, God, you're going to help us to change our children and their children. And if we live long enough, their children, and then after we're gone, generations beyond that. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Cool. So I have 12.05, which means I think we have time for one more. Um, if you are here and you would like to share a testimony, you're, this is your opportunity to do so. We're also, you, are you coming? You Come on, come on, come on. We're also going to um, extend this to next week, okay? We weren't originally going to do that, but we've had a lot of people that have requested. And so if you're here and you would like to make sure that you can share a testimony next week, then jump on the website, sign up, and all the ones that... Went this morning, we're able to get on that form and let us know that we're going to come do it. So make sure that we, um, we know that you want to. Is that cool? All right. All right, big, big round of applause. Here we go. Last one. Bring the thunder. Bring the heat. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that. Yeah, my son's got that for me this morning. <laughs> um, <clears throat> there's so many people that I can relate when I look at them sometimes and um, understand not having a father figure in the background, but God always provided for me when I was growing up, and um, it was something I kept doing my entire life, was going back to a dad that had a dry well, and Lord gave me a song, this southern gospel, and uh, I'm going to do acapella, or at least attempt to, right, 
but it talks about a well in a very dry land. That there was a well that we can draw on. And I, I'm going to just sing you a, a little bit of it just to, to hear what I'm saying. I keep coming back to the well of grace. Great is his power, sweet is his taste. Whenever temptation trials I face, I keep coming back to the well. See, I kept going back to my dad. And I would hear in my heart because he was away from me. At the age of seven years old, my mom and dad live. I apologize. I usually don't even need a mic. <laughs> um, but he was, he was not in my life after the age of seven years old. I got to see him twice during Christmas and during the summer. And um, it got to be a point when I got to about 11, 12 years old that his other family was more important. And I didn't get to see as much of him. But I always, and when I was in the military, I came back and I tried to get that relationship with him. And I kept hearing this still voice, dry well. And I did not understand. I'm, I'm slow. I ride the short bus, if anybody wants to know. But when other people would get it, I didn't. And I kept trying to build that relationship with my dad, and I couldn't. And finally, one day, after crying out to the Lord what was going on, God made it very clear to me that he was the well, that, that I did not have to go back to get water from a dry well, that God was going to fill me up, not just to fill me up, but that he was going to overflow. And that when I was over. When it just, the cup would run over. And people ask me how I'm doing all the time. And so my comment is, well, if I get any better, I'm going to have to cut myself open to make two of me to hold more of it. I really believe that. I'm overflowing sometimes. But God says not that I would go and try to get water from a dry well, but that I would take water to a dry well. And God has called us to a place not to think on the things in the past, but to focus on the things forward. We're not to conform to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. I was around a group called Tent Special Forces when I was in the military. They wore green berets. Anybody know what green berets are? Well, if you were going to color life or something new or fresh, what color would you give it? Green. Well, the Green Beret have a beret that has a sword right up under it. If we're not to conform to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, what would you use? The sword of the Spirit. So I use that, and the Green Beret have two arrows on their insignia. Their crest, and at the bottom it's in Latin. I can't speak very well Latin, but to break it down in English, it says, to liberate the oppressed. They go behind the enemy's lines, they take out the enemy, and they set the captives free. And they train them to do the same thing. That sounds like church to me. That's what we're to do. 
So no longer am I around 10 special forces, but I'm a member of eight special forces. Anybody know what the number eight means? New beginnings. And eight special forces, new beginnings brigade is what I belong to. I'm a recruiter for them, by the way. I would like to recruit each and every one of you that have water in your well. Not that you're filled only, but that you're overfilled and that you're able to go out and give that water. Because I'm telling you, it's nothing better. Thank you so much, brother. Thanks, John. Um, have you ever heard the same word over and over again? And it's like, okay, God, what are you trying to say to me? Right? You keep hearing it over and over. Um, overflow is something that we've heard a lot lately. Like God wants to, he wants to minister out of your overflow. Right? Not pull it out deep down, but it's going to overflow out of you, and that's what's going to change people. Um, you were talking about fathers, and um, it seems like a recurring theme today, doesn't it? So let me just read this psalm over you, and then we're going to pray that, God uses us to do this in our city. Psalm 68, verse 4 says, Sing to God, sing in praise of his name. Extol him who rides on the clouds. Rejoice before him. His name is the Lord. And then the next two verses describe who he is and what he does. A father to the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy dwelling. God sets the lonely in families, and he leads out the prisoners with singing. That's who we serve, a God who's not content to have people that are not a part of the family, and I love that. I love that, right? He's always pulling up a chair to the table saying, we got room for one more. I don't know if you've been around people like that. You're sitting around a table that seats four, and then there's like nine of you. Just squeezing people in. It's like being back in India. We'll make room. Come on, we'll do it. We'll figure it out. That's the God that we serve. Um, So can we wrap this morning up by me praying that over you, that we would be used by God to see people who are not in a family brought into a family, to see people who don't have a father experience his love. We carry the Father's heart everywhere we go. You're going to walk out of here today, going to go eat at a restaurant, and you, the way that you treat your server, you're either going to show the heart of the Father or they're going to walk away going, I don't know, I want to go to that church, right? I mean, we want to show the heart of the Father everywhere that we go. So, God, in your name, Jesus, I thank you that you are the best Father that you are not content to have people that are not in your family. I love um, just the picture that John was drawing of, of the purpose of the Green Berets. God, that's the whole idea of what we're supposed to do is not just rescue, but rescue so that we can train people to rescue. It's what you've called us to do. It's who you are. You set the lonely in families. And so I pray today as we walk out of here that you would use us, Lord, use us, in restaurants, wherever we go in the city, even, Lord, today we go to Walmart, use us there to bring people who are far from you near you by displaying the heart of the Father to them. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen.